What's up, everybody? It is podcast shout-out time, and this time we are giving our shout-out to the Kobe Told Me podcast. This is a really cool, fun, and short little podcast that mainly focuses on movie reviews more than anything, and also Kobe likes to talk a little bit about the films that he's seen and other such news about the movie industry and whatnot. So it's a lot of fun. Check him out. You can find him wherever you find your podcast and follow him on Twitter at Kobe Told Me. So check him out, give him a follow, rate and review him. And with that, on with the show. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Chazzle Dazzle. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blondes, be it bongs, be it joints, smoke it if you've got it. And today is going to be a fun episode, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun, right? Yeah, we got a guest speaker here today. Where? Oh, where? Where? Ash? Oh, me? Me? Oh yeah, I'm I'm the oh. ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, Can the I guest. just play a character? <laughs> you live here, Ash. <laughs> yeah, hi guys. Yeah, how's it going? Hi, it's good. Anyway, introduce <laughs> yourself or something like I am. Huh? Introduce yourself again or something? Oh, I thought I was already introduced. I I am so sorry. I am uh, Chaz Rab, and uh, that's my God-given surname. There you go. Uh, you can find me. I mean, I have an extensive background. Uh, I do podcast as well. I think that's why I'm here. Is that what I think so? Uh, allegedly, yeah. that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, you have to fill a quota for guests on your uh, podcast. Oh, don't no, don't don't go there with me again. <laughs> we we, so. we have no quota. I mean, we we've had like maybe one guest on this, one or two guests in this entire season mm-hmm. so far. So, yep. And and they've been pretty fun, but I that's mean, it's al- it's always good to have you here, man. I mean, that's good. You said those things about those guests. <laughs> oh my god you, you listen to this everybody i'm already getting my balls busted yeah i mean we're here on fresh microphones and everything we're yeah. on a road pod mics mm-hmm. now i mean i think that it sounds good i don't know what you guys think it does yeah it's and nice. we're really on them oh yeah like Whoa. seriously yeah like yeah. from now on i'm actually not going to be a, a guest because my dna is going to be right here in this mic <laughs> yeah he, he's going to be here in spirit from from now on beard follicles Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah yep. oh yeah Chez, this uh studio is a little different from the last time you were here right yeah there's um i'm colorblind but i think you guys painted the walls no i'm just kidding there's like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like some soundproof stuff in here i see you guys have a lamp that has like a one of those legs and it's got like the mesh what around the, the leg what are you talking cool. about <laughs> what are you tripping know, on bro there's a lava lamp is that a sex swing in the corner <laughs> you know the, the funny cool. thing is i know exactly what you mean by the lamp and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> <Our> terrible <laughs> the heidi klum leg 
yeah. lamp. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's, yeah. Well, my is wife's that on a the shelf? casting couch. What's on that shelf? Are those? Uh, is that a jar of pickled <laughs> penises? What is that? I can't really see from here. It looks that, like that, either baby's legs or penises. That, that's our necromantic collection. Right. Right. Yeah. The studio has. Uh, it's good, you guys. You guys it's, are crazy. We even got mm-hmm. a casting couch. My wife's sitting here casting couch fully nude that's weird your wife's fully nude here but i get it that's the vibe here (laughs) do you take it up the ass i like to show men what they can't have yeah all right well anyways guys we're gonna go ahead and start talking about this movie i mean i I, last i checked this was a movie podcast right it is Mm -hmm. yeah i mean (laughs) last thing we want is for this to become the country club right that's why we're here baby oh yeah to become the country club yeah, yeah. I think we, we should all aspire to become the country club. Uh, I think we're, we're a couple inwards away. Oh, yeah. Dear Lord. F-bombs. Actually, no, we have enough of those here. Well, <laughs> today we are diving into Spawn, Todd McFarlane's uh, magnum opus, so to speak. He, he currently holds the world record for the longest comic series that was owned by its original creator, like Guinness World Record. Yeah, that, you're actually. absolutely right. And I, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I, I guess comic books usually change ownership quite a bit, huh? Mm-hmm. Right? I should have married a McFarlane. Successful yeah. people, though. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, no, no, no kidding, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, babe. I love you. He's and, also, you know, he's done a lot of for The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I'm pretty sure Venom was from the McFarlane run, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where Venom actually came in to play. Yeah. It makes sense because those were both really kind of in the in the realm of like gore and stuff yeah they they, they, they even have a very similar look Mm -hmm, come to think of it Mm -hmm. yeah you know kind of and and you know even with the the costume you know sort of venom's got the symbiote and spawn has you know the necroplasm suit but but especially with the mask yeah a lot like it's very similar you know it kind of sucks i didn't know that they were the same creator but it kind of sucks because they both kind of had that same reach as far as their powers so it kind of seems like Venom, even if it was just an afterthought, is still like not much put into that. I mean, it's kind of like remixing your magnum opus, you know? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I mean, but, but I think that he uh, took those uh, tropes that he put into Venom and he kind of made them interesting with Spawn. He definitely you know? made Venom more accessible into yeah. a better into a bigger realm whereas spawns is a standalone sort of it's, character it's kind of its so. own niche mm-hmm. yeah I, definitely i don't think i'd ever read a spawn comic before i mean i've heard of the character but well i mean the the comics are just the beginning with spawn like and next from that is the mcfarland toy line which he is very well known for and that he has released quite a few different series in that run like even like uh, all the horror icons you know like uh, I think he did Freddy and Michael and Leatherface mm-hmm. and all that. He also did a uh, bunch of uh, Rockstar uh, lineups. Like, I, he, there's an entire uh, action figure line that's uh, Metallica from Injustice for All. Yeah, from I that love stuff area. like that. I I never have the the guts to buy it because I always feel like I'm just gonna ruin it or it's gonna get lost or whatever. But I. I'm so fascinated by the detail and some of that stuff. So. Oh, it's it's very articulate stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I really, really love the art style of the mm-hmm. original comic books. You know, I mean, h- yeah. how would you really kind of describe it? Well, you know, like, he's never read the comic books. I've yeah. seen some of the artwork. Yeah, I've seen a few yeah. of the artwork too, but I've never read the comics myself. Have y'all ever played with any of the action figures? I've not played. I don't know. There's a lot before my time, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) I I remember my brother had one of the action figures that was from the manga Spawn line, which was pretty crazy. It pretty much just manga. Yeah, yeah. It it looked like uh, Spawn Mecha, pretty much. You know, like Spawn Gundams. 
Well, there's a there's a Spider-Man, uh, Japanese Spider-Man with a mecha. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, that's not that surprising, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And in, within the comic series, a big uh, part of it is the initial war between heaven and hell, which is mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how that's made up. Because, I mean, you, you ha- not only do you have the devil himself, you also have all these different brothers that represent different types of, like, sin or where you know violator is actually one of them the you know clown yeah apparently there's there was like what seven or eight of them like in in the hell canon in spawn at Uh, least i think yeah eight at least eight of them yeah and and they all have some interesting names like uh victimizer and stuff like that lucifer is one of them lucifer Uh, is like the you know the ruler yeah makes sense yeah, and, and then, then uh, you have Malbolgia, which they is, have like a mutiny against him in the comic books, right? They, yeah, the, yeah. the other uh, realm has like a mutiny against Lucifer and could sort of like uh, send him into like an isolation or some sort of, you know, but then he comes back and uh, that's cool. Yeah, and <laughs> I, actually, I actually like the uh, heaven inverse to the spawns and everything, you know, like uh, one of them was, uh, was it that character Chapel? Wasn't he one of them or is he something different? Uh, Chaz, what do you think? Chapel? Chapel, yeah. It's not ringing a bell. He, he, was, he was a character that was in the comics, but he wasn't in the movie. Like, the lady who played Jessica Priest, that's the, the character that was swapped out. I heard that it. she's an original character. I heard that she was actually a character made specifically for the movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and then, and then she, uh, she actually ended up in the comic run after that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she ended up being an interesting character in his own right. Well, that yeah. happened with uh, right. Harley Which, Quinn. The, exactly. I was going to say it happens. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you have a good idea. Don't waste yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it, right. that, that came from the TV series mm-hmm. right there. But Spawn always was alluring just from cover to cover with getting back to the artwork. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was always the way they presented it on the cover was always very different. Yeah. It, there was a lot of dead space, and the center was always Spawn. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, you always uh, had your eyes trained right to the mm-hmm. center of the cover and everything, and it's always Spawn right there. Yeah, and being the anti-hero, it's just really strange how there, there, you know, despite all the characters in this vast universe that is uh, created by Todd McFarlane, yeah, uh, Spawn just kind of, in his own ways, is inevitably kind of top dog, you know, oh, right. just by the definitely. I don't know. His abilities are sort of omnipotent in a way. He's a badass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, he, I mean, yeah, he is really, really cool. And he just keeps pulling uh, powers out of his ass. Uh, honestly, though. But, but that, that's kind of the cool thing. <laughs> that about is what's cool about, about it. Spawn as a character. That's the thing about him is that he can't really use his powers that much because he will drain them. Right. I mean, it's why you actually see him using guns a whole lot throughout the series. That was something I didn't really get was why is he using guns? I mean, it's. It works against, you know, his human arch rivals, but, you know, when he's using it against the Violator and stuff, I just, but I guess that makes sense. I didn't really understand that uh, he had, it drained his powers. They mentioned that. They mentioned it in the movie. I know Cagliostro did. And and the movie also addresses the- pretty inconsistent though, because he goes above and beyond and he's just fine. And then he uses them for just a little bit and he's burned out. So it kind of just seems like there's certain points where- Was that hand motion? It was a little bit of like rolling the dice. <laughs> rolling you know? the dice. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's not what it looked like. <laughs> this needs to be a video podcast. Oh, oh man. Um, no, I was going to say um, the movie actually does address the guns because he starts using guns mm-hmm. in the beginning before he learns how to use his powers. And then that's when Cogliostro is kind of like, 
what does he say? Do you have a better idea? Yeah. And yeah. then Galgostra shows him the powers, you know, mm-hmm. which is a cool movie because a uh, cool moment in the movie, because I always like those scenes where you're kind of getting the heroes getting to know their powers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he calls him Yoda instead of Obi-Wan, it, which kind of pissed me off. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan, I guess would have been the more appropriate analogy there. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't, he, it wasn't like he was speaking backwards. Right. He's just like, I mean, he really sounded like Obi-Wan honestly. Like, yeah, uh, that was the first thing I thought of when I heard his character. I was like, dude, this is like a rip off of Obi-Wan. Like this mm-hmm. is who supposed to be just straight up, you know, but he's well, also, he's also kind of like, what's his name in the matrix. Morpheus? 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 Yeah, Morpheus, yeah, Morpheus. In a sense, you know, I mean, obviously t- completely different uh, plot, but his his position in that is like, look, I want you to do good. You have power to do whatever you want, but like, yeah. if you're on this side, you know, so. I don't know. In some ways, I think that the actual training montage with Cagliostro is actually a little too short. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, they, they yeah. kind of, he just learns his abilities like really quickly and he kind of just, they, they can skip a lot of the, the, the training and yeah, him actually yeah. learning the abilities. It, it feels mm-hmm. like they could have developed that part of his character a little more. It could have been longer. I would have, yeah. I think the making the training montage longer as opposed to all these weird random shots of other characters for brief moments. It is weird. <laughs> the, the, the structure of the movie, and don't get me wrong, this movie is fucking great. I had a fun time watching it, but kind of noticing all these little quirks. Yeah, yeah. it kind of gives us its own character. Quirk, mm. quirk is definitely the word for it. I mean, but a lot of that kind you can kind of attribute to some of the limitations of the technology. And let's talk about the special effects a little bit here. It's, it has to be addressed. It has to be addressed. I mean, that, that's a huge chunk of this movie. Dear God. I mean, this was actually made by former employees of uh, Lucas uh, Entertainment. Mm-hmm. I heard Lucas Arts. As far as like the the actual effects, though, some of that was uh, the creator from Jurassic Park, right? He did. He did the actual like models and stuff. Or I think so. I mean, I, I know that not unlike Jurassic Park, there was a mix of practical effects and CGI. And the guy really. who did the practical effects was the guy who did the Jurassic Park. Yeah, the and, and I think the people who did the CGI was those were the people from Lucas Arts. Mm-hmm. That makes so, a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean. I did take my a little bit of time to watch the behind the scenes, like the making of the VHS oh, yeah, BTS yeah. that was on YouTube. And it was it was cool. It was interesting to see how they were innovating at the time. But it kind of the making of Spawn basically was like the making of 3D, the making yeah. of CGI. If you're watching it, you're kind of like, well, you know, I want to see more about Spawn. Like, don't they get behind the character and more? But really, it's at least 18 minutes of a 25 minute documentary is focused on this is how we made the 3D. We right. these are the the technology we use and it's coming out right now. Yeah, that yeah. was that ahead was of the game. And way ahead of the game. Oh, that was they were ready for that. I mean, although the mouth wasn't moving on the on the devil or anything. On, on, on Malbolgia. Yeah. You know, that, but at the same time it was like it, that was one of those was a practical effect too. Exactly. You know? It was yeah, it was cheesy yeah. but it was good. It was like it was still fun fun to watch, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, and by the way, Malbolgia is voiced by Frank Welker, legendary voice actor. I mean, he <laughs> He's, he was uh, in Transformers. Like he, he, I think he, he was uh, Starscream in Transformers or something like that. I don't like, know. Well. It's time. Imagine a substance with the power to destroy humanity. Imagine a creature insane enough to use it. Imagine a hero on the 
verge of creation. From flesh to steel. You must visualize your objective. From blood to blade. Don't get cocky. You have a lot more to learn. From man to spawn. I see you. We have harvested the ultimate weapon. Makes the Ebola virus look like a skin rash. Compact your freaking nations. I say destroy the cosmos. Ask questions later. Who are you? This is just what they want. You're playing their game. To now play dirty. This summer, evil has a new enemy, justice has a new weapon, and the world has a new hero. <laughs> He, he was like some of the major, uh, some of the major characters in that, and yeah. I mean, he, he was also Doctor Claw, which, which honestly, Mal, Mal Bulger sounds a lot like is pretty much Doctor mm -hmm. Claw from. But all the Spectre Transformers Gadget. are auto tuned anyway. So. Yeah, they are kind of auto tuned, but even back then, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, they they, they didn't that's use true. too much of that. No, that's true. Back then, you know, no. yeah. But I mean, at the time, I thought that the uh, special effects, especially in the hell scenes, I mean. They were passable back then, but they're definitely showing their age now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. like that one scene where there's multiple spawns, where uh, Mal Bolgia shows uh, the Hell's army of all the different spawns. It, it it was literally one person who just they just filmed doing a bunch of different poses and <laughs> shaking oh and stuff, and they just kind of. Uh, duplicated him and superposed him all throughout the background and everything. Mm -hmm. Was it Michael J. White or somebody it, else? It wasn't. I don't think it was Michael J. White. It was just some other extra that they had or some other uh, person that they had on hand. I'm not really sure. But, I mean, also, yeah, the the mouth doesn't even move yeah, on Mal Bulger, at all. Which is, <laughs> to me, is kind of an oversight. I, I wonder a lot if that of dropping the ball on this. Right. I mean, they, they had an explanation for it. I mean, they were saying that they wanted it to seem like he was communicating telepathically yeah. that's kind okay. of the the that vibe that i got that i mean it kind of so. was kind of like the the tail beast i think you just kept the mouth closed though and we would have been a little less confused something like that but i mean i, I guess that having the mouth open like that kind of makes it a little more ferocious it does because yeah. they should show the teeth and you're right yeah and it's an okay design for malbolgia uh, i mean honestly uh, it's, okay. it's an okay design i mean you know what there's some yeah yeah there are some scenes though Malbolgia is great that where the violator when he turns into the violator. Oh, that is really cool. When he looks like Gozer or not Gozer, but the dogs from it, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it does kind of have a yeah. little, bit of, <laughs> little bit of a vibe of the terror dogs, That's right? Funny. I couldn't get off bit. of that. I'm like, oh, no, it's especially in the head, like yeah. totally in the head. Mm -hmm. That's like, what I say when I'm when I'm about to have sex. I say I'm the violator. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you know how to just. Just this is why we can't this, have nice things. Force this podcast to a halt. I yes. Ask my wife. That that's how it goes, right? Right, babe. You don't have to answer that, Lillian. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> does he go through the whole thing though? He's like, I'm not the vaporizer. I'm not the victimizer. <laughs> the victimizer or the vibrator. <laughs> like, Damn sure, I'm not the vibrator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the violator. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's exactly the way it goes. Yeah, but. 
Another thing that was a huge uh, point of pride for the special effects team was Spawn's cape. They've mm-hmm. actually put a lot more detail into that cape, I think, than anything else. What the hell know? was going on? Did they, though? Yeah, I'm with Ash. What the <laughs> hell was going on with that fucking cape, It's kind cape, of like dude. Roger Rabbit. <laughs> we like hopped into that. I mean, it, I mean, not like just the animation as far as like the cape. Like that was something that they worked really hard on. That that yeah. did not need to be worked. They just had a heart. It, well, the thing was, they tried to make it feel like a living entity, like the rest of him. Okay, uh, well, and well, also bring the symbolism of like this the hero. Right. Well, I mean, uh, wasn't the cape kind of sentient in the uh, comic run as yes. well? It was sentient. Okay, yeah. Like Doctor Strange's cape, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you can kind of see where that president was kind of set there. I want to say, oddly enough, you don't see him enough in his cape or with the mask on. It seems right. like they kind of take the route. Of, a lot of modern superhero movies do, which is, and I, and I believe there's a reason behind this. It's like there's a top billing actors have to have a certain uh, amount of time of their face showing in the movie. Yeah. That's why in, in superhero movies, Hardy. <laughs> except, for Tom, <laughs> except Hardy. for Tom Hardy, exactly. No, but even then, like he, sh- he shows his face a lot, a lot less than Topher Grace. Thank oh, God. God. Thank God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, that's why this, the hero in the, in the final battle always, you know, takes their mask off or you get those in helmet shots of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That's why. That, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you got to have some face time, like especially if you're a big name like Robert Downey Jr. It, it's like it's a contractual obligation. Yeah, but I mean, something to remember about this movie is that uh, Michael Jai White, he was in full prosthesis. Oh, yeah. And their the prosthesis movie. back then, do you see how thick it was oh, in the making? Like, like, yeah, he's like literally rubbing his head and he's like wow. all over his, his scalp. I forgot what it looked like, dude. I was just looking at, you know, crispy. Honestly? Yeah. <laughs> and, and back it's, then, it's, it's like, at least, I would say, a quarter inch of prosthetic whoa, on would, top of his skin that is non-breathable. So I would they say said so. the minute they get into it, they're sweating for eight to ten hours. I, I think that even some of the uh, the violator was a guy in a costume, I think. Dude, and John they, Leguizamo? Uh, John Leguizamo shit. Fresh Jesus off Christ. the pest, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's where that like weird rap and stuff comes in. Honestly, I think <laughs> he's that introducing himself. You know yeah. that weird. I, have I, you seen the pest? No. That is a great. That should be oh, a four twenty. That should be a four twenty. That totally uh, should be. Episode. That, that, that is, totally should be, man. It's absurd. It's obnoxious, but it shows a side of John Leguizamo that he's like he put in a bottle and put up on the shelf. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like after that, he's like, I'll be funny, but there's gonna be a point. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I think the violator, he really tried to take that character to that level because as far as it's almost word for word comic book dialogue. Yeah. It is. And, and, is it? And, and he captures it so perfectly mm-hmm. and he puts his own spin to the character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, I, that character was wacko. Yes. And, and, I, and I thought it's like one of my thoughts is, is he like this in the comic? Oh, yes. Very okay. much so. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah, right. That, you know where he's like, "I'll get your guts and spit them fifteen ways and ship them to everybody <laughs> in Chicago and then spit on them." And like he does that for like two pages of the comic book. What the hell? He seems God. like a character that probably breaks the fourth wall at some point. No, no, I I don't think there no. was anything like that. No fourth wall breaking. No, and, and in fact, he's very arrogant. He's a very arrogant character. So it's he's very into his place as. As little as Satan's little side piece, as, you know? as especially as the violator. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, he 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 pretty much represents like all type all types of like trauma and violation that mm-hmm. people go through. Like maybe even kind of rape, even. Yeah. It's like he's pretty much the thing about. It, he's practically the personification of that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
clowns too, you know. People oh God. are terrified of clowns. Oh, definitely. Some people are. And that clown prosthesis that he put on, that was no joke right there. Like even more so than Spawn's makeup. Mm-hmm. And he had to literally squat down. Like like he was practically on his knees that yeah. entire time. Yeah. Like I mean because I mean he's playing this squat little fat character, you know. Doesn't he do like Sid the Sloth or something? John Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. He does, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. And uh, Tal- he plays uh, Toulouse in uh, Moulin Rouge. And he's he's short in that one as well. He plays a, a dwarf oh, as well. Oh, that's no. right. Oh. Why didn't they actually use a dwarf actor, though? It it's Hollywood, dude. I know. That's, so, that's so messed up, dude. That's like as bad as blackface. Yeah. I don't know. Now, nowadays, after you know Peter Dinklage uh, came up and everything, I think it's kind of changing a little bit. Oh, Warwick Davis. Like, and Warwick Davis. He was the first one. But, I mean, even he had to go through a lot of bullshit, you know, being a little person in Hollywood. What yeah, was but- the little person slur that uh, Spawn calls the violator when he throws him off? Ooh, shit. He uses a he uses two slurs there that in in today's culture. No, you don't say that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> there's going to be a reboot, and I guarantee you that line's dropped. Yeah, right. I, exactly. I would imagine so. I'm excited about the reboot. Uh, I think McFarlane's involved in that. He is very much so, and that's that's kind of it. Didn't surprise when you said he's the Guinness uh, record holder because he's really touched every part of this from the beginning to end. It's kind of like a Stephen King process with a lot of yeah. this, you know? I, I think that Stephen King is probably the best analogy there as far as creators are concerned. Like, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit. From beginning to end, written, directed, yeah. drawn, right. created. I mean, I mean not, not, even, not even Stan Lee could even say that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he sold off of quite a few of his uh, franchises, which, I mean, left, uh, left him kind of in a bad state later on in his life, even after making all those millions of dollars. But, but that, that's, that's a whole nother issue. But though. another cool thing about this movie is that this is a, a, like an independent comic. This isn't Marvel or DC. Right, yeah. Well, th- that's something. what's cool is that the, the that first slate of uh, superhero movies that were kind of within the modern realm of superhero, like what we know, they were independent. Like, I mean, yeah. another movie like that was the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. That, and that actually drew more from the comic than it did from the TV series. Whereas, yeah, you know, like Secret of the Ooze, that was more of the cartoon series. Yeah, and those turtles' mouths moved. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was done by uh, Jim, Jim Henson's company. That there was Jim Henson. Well, this came out that. around the same time that Batman and Robin yes, came out. It, yeah. that, that's, that cape, I think Nostalgia Critic mentions the whole the cape scene there. Because <laughs> it's like that was just straight up. Because the same time that Batman and Robin was was popular. You know what else came out around, you know, in, in the 90s? Which is interesting because I guess you can kind of tell where there was some inspiration here because, you know, the Spawn movie came out in the 90s, right? Deadpool comics Deadpool, yeah. I was going to say that. So Deadpool must have been somewhat influenced by Absolutely. that. I mean, you mentioned the fourth wall breaking earlier, but I mean, they didn't really actually they didn't do, do, it, that, but they didn't do it. They didn't do that, but okay, you've got the anti-hero. Right. You've got no holds barred with violence or, or humor, and you've got the burned... Burn victim, burn victim right. protagonist, I, I assassin w- character. Right, I would say Deadpool the, is almost a parody, it, even to the, yeah. the healing. The only right. difference is the kind of wild it, shooting chains out of your back from nowhere. Right, yeah. your, his yeah. Deadpool's belt doesn't ever bite anybody's leg if they kick him in the nuts. <laughs> that was know? the best. that was the funniest yeah. thing. Also, dude. other than clown, I don't remember the Spawn comics being especially funny. And no, that was like an instant conquer. He was the only antidote the clown was, and it was always some sadistic, yeah, really dark yeah. humor. But he's always there, and there's a lot of him. So this movie, to me, does have a lot of humor. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, definitely with clown. But always, you know, always yeah. the clown. 
it's always the clown. I mean, and, and all those subtle, subtle little moments, like even, you know, there's that one scene where Wanda's in her Corvette and she has the air freshener and it's the, randomly the clown's head. I didn't notice the that the face. first time. Mm-hmm. It's like he, he's always there. He's always around in it's some way. It's his mission. Yeah. This is his mission. He's going to see it through. You know, like exactly. I say, he takes this role very seriously because if Spawn gets his promotion, Violator gets his promotion. Yeah, you that's know? right. And, and imagine where his powers are now, what, the, you know, the access he'll have when the end of the world comes, you know? Yeah, he's pretty much vying for like a spot in, as a general in uh, Satan's army. You know, much. there won't be any dogs. In Violator's world. Whoa. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They, that little dog just straight pissed on him. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All dogs I, go to heaven, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that was that was kind of interesting, too, that scene with the dog. Because I don't think a, you see Spawn vulnerable more so than when he's with that dog. You know? Yeah. Well, and that's kind of his last real connection to his family and his previous mm-hmm. life is Al Simmons. Yeah. You know? I mean, and he was very and you can tell even in the movie he was close to the dog when he was Al Simmons. Like mm-hmm. so and I'm yeah. trying to let another rip off here. John Wick, you guys ripped uh, right from the pages of Spawn. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the whole affinity with the dog. Yeah. You, you know what's interesting? I just thought about this. And I was waiting for this in the movie, but Wanda never learns Spawn's identity. Yeah, you're right. She never figures out that that's Al, huh? And I was waiting for that kind of you know cathartic moment where it's like, oh, okay, and it's it's not there. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's kind of implied. Is or it implied? Yeah, that's may- what I wondered. Does she know at the end? I want to see. Does she talk to her spouse? I mean, I don't. Yeah, right. yeah you're right. That is actually a great point. Is like, come Why doesn't from he the say anything? Be like. Uh, no, it's just a this is a good banquet. We had what? shrimp. There you uh, go. <laughs> by the yeah, way, I mean, your I'm, I'm just tired. Yeah, the Uber driver talked and he put on his mixtape. Oh like, <laughs> anyway, let's just go to bed, honey. Yeah. yeah. Some guy in a cape came by earlier. Yeah, let's talk about that final scene yeah, a little bit. Like it, <clears throat> it, it happens at Wanda's house, mm-hmm. at their house, and you know the the clown pretty much uh, turns it into a portal to hell. <laughs> Deadpool. Yeah, kind of yeah. Deadpool. There yeah, definitely Deadpool. <laughs> I would, I'm thinking more like Drive Angry. Drive mm-hmm. Angry. Drive Angry. Portal to hell. Hey, Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. Just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week. So subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. You never seen Drive Angry? Nicholas Cage with Nicholas Cage. Whoa, I have not. That's a I badass have movie. Dude. I haven't got to it yet. I'll get to. That's it. what I was thinking of when dude, I'm thinking what, Portal to Hell. Y- yeah, okay. <laughs> watch that movie. Drive Angry is it fucking is, great. It's great. Drive that is that angry. is a really fun movie. Okay. Yeah, and it, it's Nicholas Cage at his cagiest. At his cagiest. You've blonde, already said long that before. Hair. Yeah. No. I mean, man. Say that like Mandy that. is ultimate Nicholas Cage. That's pin ultimate Cage. Yeah, I don't know. Drive Angry was pretty great. He's a badass in that movie. Blonde hair, weird looking. It's fun. But yeah, I mean, that final scene, they were also a little proud of some of the CGI in that scene as well. 99, right? Did we say that already? Was it? I thought it was 97. 97. It was 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was late 90s. Before my time, I was born in 99, so. Well. Anywho, 
The cast of this movie was really cool, I yeah. thought. For one, you had a young up-and-coming Michael Jai White, mm-hmm. which is really fucking awesome. I and mean, a young up-and-coming Michael Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, so he was actually pretty good as, Jay, as Jason Wynn, I thought. He's got he a dynamic. He took the role serious. Yeah, yeah I, the way his facial expressions mm-hmm. and the way he talks, mm-hmm. it's just really, um, it's really distinctive. Yeah, I, his I, acting performance wasn't anything to critique. It was, it was actually pretty great. Yeah, he I, played I, through. I think, I think, yeah. I think the best part is uh, after he gets the surgery for the uh, sensor on his heart <laughs> and everything. Yeah. He's just like, good job, good doc. job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that that was awesome. Here's, here's what's odd okay about that scene I, I feel like this is a kind of a plot hole because okay so he says or one of the guys says now no one's going to want to kill you right otherwise you know you'll set off the bomb right but does he make that information publicly available if right. that's the case then would it spawn no and wouldn't that defeat the whole plan yeah well, well I mean supposedly the whole plan that clown had going was that he was going to try to get spawn to kill him one way or the other but I don't, I don't know how he would accomplish that with that plot hole though Right, that would be I mean, a pretty big oversight on the clown's part to allow that information to be publicly available so that... But it, it I don't know. Well, th- thankfully, it doesn't really affect anything. It's not brought up again. It's, it's, it's pretty much, yeah, just left right there. It, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it gets his character. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jai White was good as Spawn. He was also good as Al Simmons as well. Like He actually sold the actual character of Al as well mm-hmm. he did you uh, definitely had a lot of sympathy yeah i mean he you can tell i mean he was done with what he was doing he wanted to move on to something else and unfortunately he got killed for it you yeah. know which sucks but i, I don't know you don't become a assassin of the cia and expect things to go right for you when well, you like, wanted to you right <laughs> you don't quit us boy yeah, it's it's one of those things you don't quit us we quit you, you know? boy you, you could maybe retire did he call but him boy i think he did yeah, he. That just makes me think I got a war boy, boy. Oh lord! But he didn't mean it like that. It wasn't. You know, he was more just like in a son. He could have said son. Yeah, that could have even been a little worse. Probably. Yeah, but I swear to God, he says boy. You know what? I think you he did. He goes, you don't quit us, boy, or something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Oh wow, I'm I'm surprised that he was just like boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker. Okay, I'm going to HR right now. <laughs> getting an honorable discharge, sir. There's no way I'm going on that mission. Not with this sort of social tension. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck. <clears throat> Fuck that noise. He's got a desk job. There's like no spawn. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, no spawn whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And anyway. <laughs> no spawn. With that. They should name the next movie Respawn. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay, okay. There's like a, a fan film Spawn Recall. Spawn recall. No, I think yeah. they're just missing the opportunity. That was a missed opportunity. Respawn, that is a missed opportunity. They should have called it respawn. I honestly respawn, think that yeah. that's what it should have been. Respawn. You know, Spawn Two was in development hell for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, apparently it was going to focus on other characters with Spawn being a background character. What? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it was going to focus on the uh, two detectives that are featured in the comic books. Like, I mean, I don't remember if they're like crooked cops or whatnot, but. I mean, yeah, they start investigating all the uh, murders that Spawn undertakes, you know, mm-hmm. throughout his whole mission. And I mean, they get pretty close to the whole war between heaven and hell and everything. I think they even figure it out what's yeah. going on at one point. There's enough evidence, you know, entrails and stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. Weird, I say weird so. goop and, uh, you know, weird storms with purple light and stuff coming <laughs> out of the sky. 
Yeah, and then, then just randomly <laughs> some dude with a ginormous cape just mm-hmm. uh, up on a ledge. And disappearing, which only happens once. I mean, that's the other thing is like every bit of the power was explored. I felt like if there was a spawn two, it would have gone a lot smoother because it was all like, hey, look, we know exactly what we can do and we can use that stuff. But it yeah. was like the whole movie just kind of showing off Different what different spawns, powers of his imagination. If, if they, yeah, if they would have made Spawn two, I would have liked to have seen what they would have done with the special effects. Because I mean, I think even a couple of years after the movie, it already kind of uh, leaped forward by leaps and bounds and everything. Mm-hmm. It was it was better technology then. Would they have kept the cock block move though? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that seems pretty useful. <laughs> that chastity belt seemed yeah pretty useful. Honestly, I'm gonna kick your nuts. I'd like one of those shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Get back, thought. Yeah, back thought. Imagine it. Be gone, thought. His 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 own built-in jock strap. There you go. (laughs) Right. I think Nostalgia Critic called it a chastity belt. Yeah, I would just use it as a tool belt. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Pick up things. Batman's got his tool belt. I've got mine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but what the fuck would Spawn need in his tool belt? Mm. Dick protection. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Maybe that's where the uh, the chains and the blades come from, from his belt. I, well, I think they come from his dick. I think. I, I mean, they pop out of like his spine. I mean, there's like all kinds like of like spikes grow let, from everywhere. Let, let, let's just say that it comes out of hammer space. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the best way to hand wave that. Well, it comes well, out of the same place as whenever you play a Zelda game and you pull out stuff out, out of your out of nowhere. Yeah, you suddenly have a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Same situation. Yeah, ba- ba- basically hammer space. I, exactly. I thought yeah. they were either like summoned or like the suit kind of transformed into them or something. I, I think they're actually kind of supposed to be reflexive. More or less at first. I mean, a, a lot of that is supposed to be more like a reflex until he controls them. They mentioned that, yeah. yeah. That it's all um, Again, acting it's of like, its own accord. It's like Neo, though. At yeah, first, Neo. it's yeah. reflexive, but then he hones it in, and it's anything he can imagine yeah. becomes his powers. Yeah, that's right. Like, like, like for instance, that uh, motorcycle uh, armor that he makes. Which, by the way, was a practical effect. Like somebody had to actually get up in there and drive mm-hmm. that thing. What, what if he wants to come bees? What? What? Could he do that? Become bees? Mother, mother, no, no, come. Motherfucker, first of all, this ain't candy, man. And second of all, <laughs> what's with all the focus on coming and bodily fluids? I don't know. You think, you think he comes like question, necroplasm? Though. What the fuck? <laughs> as, did as his mute dick, your mic. <laughs> did his dick get burned off, or oh yeah, is it still well, there, just all like do you, you know, think muscle he was, exposed? Do you think he wasn't castrated prior to being burned, and now he is? I don't know. Is Spawn gender neutral now? Does he so. not have a gender? Because we can't answer the He's coming bees question unless we <laughs> even know if he has. <laughs> well, what what is he right? Wait, no, like his body. Kinda. He's got a cock block. He still has to have a dick. Why else would he yeah. block that shot? You know what, though? He's kind of an illusionist. He can imagine a dick and make bees come out of it. You know what? Exactly. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a dick, but he's got some balls, because that's the part where it hurts, honestly. Something like that. You don't want a ball <laughs> full of bees. Oh. <laughs> you just want the effect to happen. You want you want to imagine a urethra. <laughs> detach yourself from said urethra while you imagine bees flying through your imaginary urethra. Yeah, I imagine I, more of like a ball sack of bees just to come, come honey. People you know what I mean? like Ash who are sitting there watching a battle going, hey, that was cool, but... Can you come bees? Can you come bees? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder what kind of questions he has for any of the Marvel movies. Like, what, what are your other questions for plot holes in that? <laughs> Jesus. I don't, I don't, know, I don't normally do this, but I will come bees for you. <laughs> yeah, Non-believer. Go. I'm still trying to figure out how we went down this path. What the fuck, Ash? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's interesting you brought up Marvel movies. Can you think about like Hulk gum? 
Mm. How oh. much of that? Bro! <laughs> <laughs> this is this. <laughs> Oh my, my God! My I'm just God. thinking about that. Uh, honestly, though, what color is time. it? Is this, this is white? What, this is what happens when we. This is what happens when we have no Robert on the show. Anyway, so. Uh, Anyways. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Williamson, he plays uh, Cagliastro. Like, what did y'all think about his performance as uh, as the Yoda or Obi Wan character, as as it were? I I, I thought I thought he was great. I, that's got to be one of the better performances in the movie, I think, because he's just kind of this mysterious character, and he's got this great voice. And honestly, like I think he adds to every scene he's in. He really does. I he mean, he should have played uh, Raiden in Mortal Kombat. I think it would have been a better. He would have been a perfect Raiden, but I don't know, man. I mean, uh, Christopher Lambert. I mean, he adds a lot of humor to that character. True. He, he he actually was re- like I mean I know that's a different movie but I mean Lambert mm-hmm. was actually really enthusiastic about that movie. He even did the French dub like uh, oh, himself. Nice. Pretty, yeah. You know. But talented son of a bitch. Yeah. There you go. But Nickel Williamson man, I like his character as well. I mean, he plays it pretty straightforward, I think. Like I mean, he knows exactly mm-hmm. the character that he's playing. Although I think that in that he may have been a little more multifaceted in the comic, right? I mean, because there's that whole origin where he was pretty much a hellspawn. Yeah, I mean, but the, like I said, this whole movie is a very condensed version of all of Spawn's yeah. training and everything. I mean, even like you said, down to the montage. Even the director's cut doesn't add much to that montage. No, not there's at all. There's more scenes and and there's more content and confrontation scenes than there are in montage. I've noticed that, right. Because the montage, you don't, you don't get all your information. You just, it's a little that. It's just your montage. Like, especially in the beginning where they're trying to give you a story going on mm-hmm. in the montage. And you're like, wait, hold on, pause it. Yeah, <laughs> What's <yeah>. going on? <laughs> they had to showcase a lot of Spawn's powers, I think. Yeah. And like you said, it, it's a condensed version of the comics. And a lot of first time, you know, first comic book movies are. And this one never did have a sequel. So, you know, I guess they did the right thing. Is That's what they're always going to do is they're going to plan as if they're not going to have a sequel, cram everything they can into the first movie because... Yeah, that, that makes sense. But it was also short. Yeah, it's yeah not, it kind of was over quickly. If huh? you're going to cram everything in, this uh, isn't at a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Uh, this uh, is right. An, I think hour 15? Hour 20? No, yeah, it was an hour 20. Yeah. yeah it, 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 it wasn't 80 even... Minutes, 89 minutes? Yeah, it wasn't even a full 95 minutes. The director's cut was 100 minutes? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what makes that a great movie just to put on as background mm-hmm. material because mm-hmm. it just it goes by so quickly. There's always something kind of interesting that you can see on screen, you know, like, I mean, especially for like smoking or maybe if you just want background noise for like studying oh, yeah. or right. fucking like maybe playing some games or something like, I mean, it, it works out that way. And that, that's kind of how I've always approached this movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's either something that's just really, really fun that you can drink a lot of beers to and, you know, just, you know, bust a nut over it or, you Whoa, know, bust a nut. It's, what? it's a, I mean, I had the uncut version. There was yeah. nothing to, <laughs> in there to nothing bust nutworthy. nuts to. I don't uh, I, it's, know. It's, it, <laughs> there are no nutworthy scenes in this bow. It's 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 a it's another way of saying having a laugh. Oh. No, no, that's no. not what busting. That's not what busting nut means, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, I, I don't just know. like to wake one off. Wake one off before watching. I watch his spawn. I'm just gonna come. In his quick. defense, he was just coming bees anyway. Fair <laughs> enough. Just, he thought he joined back, it on the fun, you know. Back, back to the it was this, elemental. Back to the bodily fluids again. Man, I want to be tripping people. watching this movie, dude. That would have been fun. Elemental nut busting. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Up no here. shit. It would have been fun. I mean, we might have actually been coming bees. I don't know. 
<laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna trip and I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself in that state where I believe. You believe that, that you're bees. believe that you're. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as usual, I've got to apologize for this. And that's shit. the daily buzz. If you're allergic to bees. Uh, and they, but you, but bees come out of your nuts and sting you. Do those bees kill you? Like if That's you make the question. bees, these are the important questions of our time right here. The, the important questions. Oh yeah. fuck! And here's a question for a, a vegan. Okay. Can you eat bees? If I came bees and then dried them and dipped them in chocolate. Whoa! <laughs> no, that would not be vegan. Why? At all. I mean, they're just insects, right? They were they were created from his imagination. <laughs> so technically, wait, if you, if you become the bees, you can eat them, right? It's dark chocolate. It's <laughs> <laughs> dark chocolate. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, we're 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 Jeez. way way off on oh, way. Yeah, no, no shit. Were we talking about spawn here? That's what I thought we were talking about. I mean, yeah. cue some j- sex related joke to the name spawn. I I would rather you didn't, you know, because <laughs> we're already wasting time here. You know I what? Mean, my God. <laughs> No, don't don't even say it. Just don't say it. I know exactly. <laughs> what's you on and your I mind. both are thinking. No, don't just don't say it. Keep it in. Keep it in. You know. Uh, let's talk about John Leguizamo a little more. How about that? Because mm-hmm. he is arguably the centerpiece of the movie. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, especially just with the look of the character. I mean, like like I said, he was squatting. He's got down kind of a little time. bit of a gacy face yeah. paint. Oh, he even has the full on gacy mm-hmm. uh, costume at one point. Yeah, it's pretty. Like. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, and I, I would not be surprised if that was initially McFarlane's inspiration for the character. Totally. Yeah. I'm through doing hell's dirty work. You worthless bag. How did you let him kill me? Me, the most important thing in your entire freaking universe. Whatever happens to love, honor, respect, you pansy bacon crisp. <laughs> Come and get me! 
He'll be back. Concentrate on healing. Come on! I may not be able to hold him off alone. <laughs> Come on down to my world and die, sucker! Because, I mean, I, I think that... I mean, in the comics, there was uh, some way that they actually like chose certain uh, people on uh, kind of like how they chose uh, Al Simmons. They chose other people to become generals in Satan's army. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, th- I think one of them was like this crazy uh, pedophile serial killer. Yeah. General in Satan's really? army. This sounds badass. Uh, right, there you go. Yeah, I, I yeah, add that but, to my resume. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he did kind of get a pedophile serial killer to be one of the generals. So. Oh, Ash will fit right in. Oh wow, dude! He's, wow. He's, he's coming bees. If he's coming bees, then goddamn! <laughs> you, you, Jesus Christ! With this fucking podcast, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? You're come kill the kid from Home Alone. Uh, yeah, Home Alone. <laughs> and my girl. What? What? McCulkin? McCulkin? Give him back his glasses. He can't see without <laughs> his glasses. Oh my god! Why the is glasses. Ash at the funeral? This is so fucked up. <laughs> This is so fucked up. <laughs> Off the rails. I mean, Dad, go back to ghost busting and bring my friend back. <laughs> Catch my friend. Never mind. I just did a whole movie mix up there that probably. Yeah, there, there's like we're t- like talking about ten movies at a time now. That's mm-hmm. well, that's in the spirit of a movie podcast, right? I guess so. These guys don't watch movies. Why would they listen to this podcast and watch movies? Who does both? That's a good question. <laughs> what I, the fuck are we doing here? The only reason I know anything about Spawn is I listen to 10 other podcasts about it. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I've never seen it. I just absorbed 10 other podcasts. Well, I just went on YouTube. <laughs> That's all that I did, Chaz. Yeah. That's what I did Yeah. to prepare for this. Well, I, uh, I, my history with Spawn, though, is actually when there was video stores. Uh-huh. Uh, this was in one of those like you know special bins, oh, and it actually yeah. was the NR director's cut. And oh I, shit! I brought it home, and I wasn't allowed. I think we talked about this on the last time I was on. I wasn't allowed to watch our movies. Yeah, and uh, so I had to scratch off what it was on the VHS. And because I took that like elaborate measure to erase the rating of the movie. When my parents found it, they just immediately chunked it thinking it was pornography. Oh, and again, back to that, the anti spank bank. This, there's nothing in that movie sexual, you know, no, nothing at all. But what drew me in about spawn period was the movie was just like the comic. It, the trailer uh, portrayed gore in yeah. a way that you wanted in Batman, but you never got. You didn't get it, right? You know? But that, that's kind of the sad thing is that, you know, when McFarlane originally wanted to make this movie, he wanted it to be a hard R. Mm-hmm. It and was, it, and I think they had to tone it down. Yeah, yep. which is weird because that was around the time where there was a lot more R-rated movies out there, especially hard R-rated movies that were but being released. It's a comic book movie. I think it was just... It was a yeah. little bit too much ahead of its time. I think it was. Yeah. It kind of had that Deadpool vibe, this R-rated superhero, anti-hero film, but we weren't there yet. Yeah. I mean, the first R-rated uh, comic book movie was Blade, wasn't it? That's true. Yeah. And, and Blade, I think, came, what, shortly after this, right? A, a little bit after this, yeah. Like maybe a couple of years. And, I mean, and that was that, that's interesting to note, too, because Michael J. White is, of course, the first black superhero uh, live action yeah, yeah, this is yeah. prior Blade, so yeah, and then and then Blade right after that, so and, and and these are those are two movies that pretty much laid the foundation for the modern comic book movie. Absolutely, yeah. Like, 
I mean, I, I would say that without these two movies, you don't have the MCU. Hmm. Like Boom. You, 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 you don't have the MCU yeah, without Blade these two particularly, movies. Yeah. Yeah, Blade, especially Blade being a Marvel well, uh, right. or, or look at like um, Dark Knight or anything Dark, yeah. that kind of takes that dark tone. Yeah, that, that wouldn't have happened without Spawn. I mean, that is true. I mean, that's a real legacy that Spawn uh, kind of left behind there. I mean, yeah, the special effects aren't that great, but I mean, it was a trailblazing movie. It opened doors, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't think Deadpool would exist without it. No. You no. know, Venom, I even like the motorcycle armor. I mean, yeah. all that stuff is kind of like, it almost feels like because Spawn was such an individual character, they had to create franchisable elements to his character and just created new characters like Deadpool and Venom, whereas Deadpool can break the fourth wall and communicate with an audience and just be funny the entire time because he's in, I mean, he's very self-aware. Uh, and then you have Venom, who is just straight up a villain. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so, um, but both kind of have those elements from Spawn, but both of them belong in a bigger universe that they have the opportunity to appear in multiple places. The Spawn yeah, is right. its own thing. It's, mm -hmm. it's independent. Exactly. I got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, it's always been an mm -hmm. independent comic. Which is, again, like you said, it's it's a trailblazer. Yeah. Because it didn't have the prop of DC and Marvel, and it did its own thing, and look what it created. Well, and that's yeah. what superhero movies have were, were doing for so long, too. For up until very recently, all superhero movies were standalone. Right. Roles. Yeah. And I gotta wonder how much this movie kind of influenced that. I mean, of course, we had Batman. Tim Burton's Batman came out before this, but definitely you see that trend continued on to the point where you know the casual film audience wasn't even aware of the the superhero yeah. big universe. Well, that's why I call Spawn the first ever modern comic book movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. The first Batman movie with with Tim Burton and everything that was great, and it was, was definitely too. it was dark in its own right, but it still had a very uh, cartoonish vibe to it. It was a little campy still. It was campy. I mean, the the second movie kind of uh, did away with some of the camp a little bit. It was a way darker. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, even then, it still had that kind of silliness to it. That I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was because of the director Tim Burton mm -hmm. or something like that. Like I, I'm not really sure. But I mean, and also it was kind of an homage though, because the original Batman had the pow and the zap. And yeah, the, you know, yeah. So there was a lot of that still kind of floating around. And that, that that became even more pronounced when Schumacher took over. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that became even more pronounced. Well, I mean, let's that, not speak of that. Yeah, no, let's not speak of <laughs> the, the, the less that said of that, the better. Yeah. This movie falling down is pretty good though. Shh. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> what? Don't judge me on that. I will. I will say that falling down Shush. is actually a underrated classic of a movie. Shh. This podcast is falling down right now. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's coming down like a badass trip. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> now, what do y'all think of the actual? I mean, like we said, the story of this movie is very much con a condensed version of the Spawn origin story. Like. Yeah. I mean, as far as the screenplay is concerned, how it plays out on the screen and everything, how it actually plays out cinematically, well, how do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about it? It's a little rushed, as noted before, Yeah, but I like the cinematic quality to it. I like how the, the world is presented and the, the exposition and, yeah. and kind of that whole um, gothic feel. Yeah, I'm kind of well. I'm kind of surprised that this uh, didn't kind of take off as a little bit of a of an iconic character. It, yeah, I mean, movie wise, I mean, I know it was already iconic comic wise, but movie wise, 
And, and you've got that brooding quality to Spawn's character that perfectly fits with that. And, and then that's, of course, juxtaposed with, you know, the clown, the only wacky character in the, uh, in the narrative. And then on top of that, this movie has, of course, you know, looking back on it now, you know, in retrospect, has those unintentionally funny you know, scenes with the, with the bad CGI, you know, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> so I, I found them entertaining still, honestly. I mean, as, as, as terrible as the CGI was, you know, I, I, I had a lot of fun watching it. Even not seeing the mouth move, it was still, it's still satisfying to, to, to just kind of watch it. It was just interesting. I don't know. It it's weird. a trip. It was, it was weird. Yeah. And, and, and I mean the, the hell scene, I mean the CGI nowadays, it's aged so badly. It's practically a garbage fire, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's still, it's still a fun scene as far as I'm concerned. You it's, know? it's a fun and, scene. And, and they do go back to hell to fight Malbolgia near the end with like Cagliostro Cal- and Spawn. It, it kind of goes back to, you know, my, my definition of what makes a movie good uh, objectively and, and also subjectively, you know, is it entertaining? First of all, right? Yes. Is it entertaining for the intended reason? Mostly. And there's a little bit, just a little bit of that unintentional entertainment as well that I think gives it that that campy quality that wasn't quite intended, but it's there. Do you know what I mean? Or, or am I? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I get what you mean, but not campy. I just want to say like, I don't know how to put it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I, in some regard, it did feel like it was pandering to the fans. Yeah. But if you know Todd McFarlane and how passionate he was about making Spawn iconic, I think it was just him being passionate about his vision and being true to what he created to, to you know, carry and believed in what he had originally created. Yeah. And, I, and as a result of that, fans got what they wanted because he, have, he stayed but, true to the original I mean, idea. E- even so, I think that the movie could still have benefited from a hard R rating mm-hmm. and a little more. I kind of feel like that there was a lot of stuff that was cut out of this movie. Yeah, because I feel Lots like... Lots of I mean, stuff on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. here. Agreed. They, they, I feel like they did cut a lot of it. I mean, look at the movie. It's an hour, 20 minutes. I mean, that's already a lower movie. And if you say that it look, feels like it's rushed... But it's just a short movie. It's like, how can it be so rushed if it's so short of a movie? It's like, the only way to explain that, I guess, would be have to be cuts. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say that there was even more to the violence uh, right. angle to it because it's a bloodless movie when you really get down mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. There's not really any blood in the movie that much. Yeah. You know, it, it, which kind of kind of makes it the same as Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that's another movie that's completely blood bloodless, but yeah, it comes from a very bloody but, mm-hmm. bloody source material. You yeah, know? and another one that's expecting a reboot and that's supposed to be um, more true to form. Right. Yeah, Bloomhouse is uh, doing that. So I mean, I'm actually pretty enthusiastic about the Bloomhouse is doing Mortal Kombat Spawn too. They're doing Spawn as well. Yeah. Oh, then the, both of those movies are going to be in good yeah. hands. Then. Yeah. I, I say maybe get James Wan to do Spawn. Maybe. Um, I mean, he sure. al- he already did Aquaman. Like, maybe he can probably bring Spawn to the. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jamie Fox is. Yes. Oh yeah, Jamie Fox is going to. Yeah, right. he, he's going to be. Uh, he's yeah. He's he's confirmed. Oh, that's Every, all the studios confirmed. Yeah, so he's for right. sure going to be Spawn. And Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Ooh, this is going to be great. Hawkeye. Wow. Jeremy yeah, Renner's is... still in it after all the controversy. They was you know, there a controversy? Yeah, there was something about like 
threatening to kill himself in front of his wife. Yeah, he he kind of he kind of had a meltdown. And uh, you know, I get it, but it's yeah. still in today's the way things work. It's like they'll drop you on yeah. a dime. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at James Gunn and how he got dropped from Guardians of the Galaxy three. Granted, he got put back on it, but that's just because of how big they rioted, how the cast rioted. You know, and oh, the, the cast fans. Jeremy Renner's got a pretty big following though, so who knows, man? It might not affect it. Yeah, I remember when he had that app. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> he had his own app for a while. <laughs> the app that he had to close because too many people were impersonating him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking. He didn't great. like to be a meme in his own app. <laughs> Honestly, though, <laughs> I don't know. I think that that's the point where you just own it. And you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm a meme. Whatever. Come on, do if whatever. If you become you want. a meme, you have to own it. Yeah, pretty much. Now, what scenes in this movie didn't work for you guys? Like, I mean, what are some of the things where you were just kind of like, eh? Uh, for me, all <laughs> the ones, all any any sort of uh, wanting to be back with Wanda. Every time you go out there, you come back a little bit more dead inside. No! Someone's a little angry because they died and went to hello, my mutant, hello, my carcass, hello, my fucking vested car. Like, Satan send you guys? How come God hogs up all the good followers and he get all the retards? Hey, look at that face. Get your hands off me! find out that she's got a kid with your partner make it your mission to get vengeance and then do your job it's just like this like uh wanda 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 like dude i get it but you literally don't even have a heart now yeah honestly yeah right And, and besides she doesn't even recognize him yeah it's like you you have you have to see. Dude, <laughs> I, I don't even... Bro code. I, I what even, the hell happened to bro code in this movie? I don't Honestly. even think that, that his... They were grieving together. You know, that was his best friend. And, you know, and he didn't know that there was a plot against him to have him killed. He didn't know that. So he genuinely was grieving with her and they fell in love. You know, and five years later... You know, they have a child. The child's only two. So it was years after. It wasn't just like they started making babies immediately. Well, there, there was I swear a, to God, if I die, none of you get to marry my wife. All <laughs> right. That, that's fine, dude. <laughs> we were, well, we were going to take her in as a sister wife. Right. We were gonna, a sister yeah. wife. Oh, my God. Well, like a group home should turn in. I don't know what we're going to do with the baby, but. Dear Lord. We're, we're going to definitely adopt out the baby, but your yeah, wife right. will be in good <laughs> hands. wife will be in good hands. wife will be in good hands. <laughs> 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 Lots of them. How, how about you, Ash? What scene didn't really work for you here? 
I think the very beginning of it was was odd. That's because it was just so rushed, and and there's just so much exposition in the beginning. I know I said earlier that I like you know the exposition throughout the film, but in the beginning, it is left you wanting. Yeah. yeah, it was it was just kind of there, and then also, of course, I felt like the the training scene. Well, definitely, that's one of my favorite things. Did kind of come up a little bit short, so that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Just because you know there could have been more. Of course, you know, there's a b- relatively good reason he's got to go see Wanda. But once again, I mean, that's just such a weird motivation for him. I mean, is, is that something that's kind of uh, it's, in it the, just seems like a trope? Yes, it is. It, it's it, it's in the comic mm-hmm. book. Like, I mean, d- does he actually? meet back up with Wanda in the comics? Uh, like, no, it pretty much goes down the same way. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Really? But I really don't like the trope of it at all. Yeah. And never, even yeah. in the comic books, I don't, it, I it feel is, like he's got a greater purpose. And yeah, I, that's a weird narrative they added. And especially cause they just like drop it. That mm-hmm. could be exactly. But see, that's how it should be. It should be right. a day one thing. Like oh, they won. Exactly. She's with him. And yeah. like, you know, you know, he should have done that whenever he died. She went back, you know, saw that he didn't do it. Oh, well the end. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's interesting that, and that's a good segue into the animated series, is that I believe that there is a scene in the animated series where somehow Spawn gets his corporeal form back as Al Simmons, and he does sleep with Wanda Mm -hmm. at least once. I think so. Which, which, by the way, I don't know if y'all knew there was an animated series. No, no, because in the comic book, he comes back as like a young. He looks like Dakota in the comic book. Really? What? Yeah, he like comes in and he's Whoa. like trying to sort of piece it together oh. in this form, and it makes him weak, you know, in that oh, state. Okay. Does he have? Okay. Uh, so it does play out very different in the comic book now that I'm thinking. Does he have that little it. peach fuzz on his chin? He does just a little <laughs> bit. He looks real tired. Wow. I'm he does look real tired guys. in the comic book. <laughs> yeah. But by the way, I mean, Chaz, have you seen the animated series that was on HBO? Back I, in the day? I I haven't. I I wanted to watch it because I was into Spawn, but I never had HBO. Yeah, so. I've seen it on DVD many times, mm-hmm. but I've never picked it up. I mean, I don't know if it's a rare item or anything hmm. nowadays, but what's what, I'd be what was curious? I'd watch it. What was interesting about it is that it came out right after the movie and it was and this was the hard R version of Spawn that they wanted on the, on so, the big screen. You know how they did that with Pitch Black? Oh, how really? they made the animated yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if that kind of helped the storyline continue with Spawn. Just it wasn't this blockbuster thing in your face, but maybe storyline continues where you get more of, of that. If, Less Wanda, more Spawn. You know what I'm saying? If, if I remember correctly, it w- did kind of go down like that with the animated series. And I mean, all the characters were great in that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clown was uh, amazing. Yeah. He, he, he was even nastier in the animated series. Yeah. Is he? Can he be nastier? Oh yeah, he'd oh, be way nastier. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> a, a character like that. Are you kidding me? Motherfucker eats pizza with maggots on it. Oh my lord! Which, by the way, were mealworms, and John Leguizamo really ate that he shit. Ate him. I love what? The, I love the scene too, where he's just like, "Ah oh, man, gross! I'm trying to eat here." <laughs> he's, he's looking at his skin. No, yeah. he, he he threw up immediately afterwards, and he had to do two takes with that. Oh no! Two fucking takes. Why they make him eat actual worms? Well, how else are you going to do that, dude? You know what? The, the the scene in Natural Libre was pretty convincing and he said I watched the extras that it actually tasted good when he when he eats the egg. Oh, I see. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Oh dear. It's been a minute since I've seen Natural yeah, Libre. No, it so. has been a while, but I that is a fantastic movie. That, that is one of that Jack really Black's all time amazing movies. Between that and I don't know, Kung Fu Panda maybe. <laughs> I'm kidding. Because <laughs> he was just a voice actor in that one. Whoa. 
Alright, we are going to go ahead and give our final thoughts at this moment. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Chaz. What are your final thoughts on Spawn? Uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, watching it again after probably 15, 16 years of not seeing it at all. Just kind of a fresh going into it. I really enjoyed it. I thought uh, I, I kind of had to revisit the comic book a little bit and sort of dig in there and I was really surprised at how on point the dialogue was so feeling the authenticity made me appreciate it a little more this time uh, I really enjoyed John Leguizamo's character I've, I've loved him as an actor and, and him comedically he kind of put that away a long time ago so having him sort of this is kind of that closing chapter for him comedically and I really love that aspect of it uh, like you said all the acting's on point Special effects, laughable, but also knowing what I know, it's kind of, I mean, they did what they did with, with they were the first, you know, they were the innovators. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think they had everybody that was ev anybody on the, on this project as far as like some of the biggest names and the biggest blockbusters. My only thing is I bet it got overshadowed during release by some other blockbuster, some other. Didn't it come you know, out the same week that Jurassic Park came out? I oh, want to say I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't. I think that that was a little later. I might. I mm -hmm. may be wrong on that. Maybe a second one or so. But like Lost World, maybe, perhaps. Maybe. But yeah. uh, but I I I don't know. I recommend it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So awesome. All right, Ash, your turn. Did we mention the makeup effects? Because I don't think we mentioned those. Those were actually pretty great. 
I, we, we talked about the we uh, actual just a little bit about the prosthetics, but yeah. not really on how great they were, just how complicated they were. But. Yeah, because because I thought that that part shined a lot, especially you know against the the CGI of the film. But I mean, overall, this movie is a lot of fun, more fun than Two Hookers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! So um, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, this movie was a blast. I was excited about it. I love superhero movies, and this was kind of had that. I mean, I already kind of have a little bit of background, but honestly, I enjoyed it even more than I thought I would. I, w- I was really into the story and and then the whole vibe. I should say, there's really not a lot more I want to say about that. I feel like I feel like it, it does it more justice to kind of watch it, even if you have mm-hmm. seen it before. But it's been a while. Go ahead and watch it. There's really no better way to describe it than kind of what it is. And it's not like this movie does anything like new or phenomenal, but it's just it's just put together in a way that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Right on, right on. Okay, Dakota, what are your final thoughts? It was all right, my opinion. I mean, I didn't watch the whole movie, and I did actually ended up doing watching parts of it separately. Um, but and I watched a couple of reviews. I don't know. It was all right, my opinion. I mean, I, I I did really like you know the story was actually pretty good, and I bet the comics fucking amazing. Like I did, did just you know watching this movie, I can tell that this is probably a really good comic, and I think they had a really good story, and they're they're going somewhere with it. I just I don't know. I didn't like the way it was presented personally. Mm-hmm. Right on. And my my final thoughts. Ultimately, I mean, I think that it strikes the right tone as far as the comic books are concerned. I mean, the, the character uh, Spawn himself is actually kind of likable. I mean, as a just a badass anti-hero, yeah. you know. I mean, John Leguizamo's role was amazing as clown. I mean, especially the endurance that he had to undergo to actually get all those prosthetics on and everything. That I mean, is crazy. Yeah, he, he had to spend hours just uh, putting that shit on. He had to go through the whole spiel of making a, a mold for his face and all that. But, right. I mean, he still performed so amazingly well even with all that all those layers of makeup on right and i, I mean, can and i can't say anything about like you know acting or anything you know the acting was 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 fine i guess you know comfortably and again i don't want to talk shit about the movie i just i don't i couldn't I, I didn't enjoy it as much as i thought it would when i watched it. you know what i mean like i i see what y'all like about it and i can understand that but i just watching it well i wasn't in, enjoyed it as much as well, well. i didn't it, find it as fun i guess this is it's it's a movie that is worth repeat viewings and maybe i do need to see it yeah again. Maybe, maybe i need to actually sit through and start from the beginning watch the end again you know yeah and and, and drink a beer or two when you oh, do God, it okay <laughs> yeah yeah have a little beer while you do it don't take acid or anything no no God, no, no. Don't try anything crazy. De- definitely smoke a little green. Smoke a little green. There yeah, you know, definitely do that. One I mean, time I watched, what's that Vietnam movie? That's a real dark one. Apocalypse Now. Oh, wow. On acid. Somebody was like, dude, this movie's so amazing. Watch it. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, I'm on acid. I'll watch it with an open mind. That's a nightmare, you guys. I felt like I was in Nam. <laughs> okay, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't on acid when I watched it, but the first time that I tripped hard on shrooms, I watched Dead Presidents. Hmm. There you go. And uh, especially when you got to the Vietnam scenes there, holy fuck, that was mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, the motherfucker gets blown up on screen. Like, impressive practical effect, honestly. And I was, I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally blowing. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that I would probably do shrooms and watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe not acid, but shrooms would be fun. It would be silly. It would be yeah, really silly. Very silly experience. But it's a dark connotation, but it's really it's yeah. it's campy enough that it's not. Yeah. But lo- like I said, the tone of this movie is right on. It's it's fun all the way through. Watch this movie, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. I mean, it's cheap to find. I mean, you probably don't even have to spend five bucks on it. It's 
it's definitely a fun movie. And like I said, it's a uh, perfect uh, progenitor of the modern comic book movie. I mean, yeah. after, between this and Blade and the Batman movies, I mean, that pretty much set the set the standard for everything to come. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this movie has a legacy to it. Of course, you know, first black superhero movie, mm-hmm. you know, first black superhero character, I should say. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, it's definitely something to celebrate, I think, you I know. Agree. And the, uh, the remaster on Blu-ray is pretty okay. It's a full director's cut. Like, I mean, uh, Robert has it. He showed it to me. It's, it's actually not half bad. Like, I mean, they, they even remastered some of the CGI effects on that. Mm-hmm. So I recommend checking out that version of it. That's really cool. Yeah. And definitely look forward for the new Spawn movie. Whenever that decides to come out. Now, mm-hmm. is there a tentative date for that? Do we know? Uh, 2020 is what I was looking at. But it's uh, supposed to come out this year? Mm-hmm. Really? That quickly? Wasn't it? I, I thought it was just announced like no, a year ago. 2018 was when Jamie Foxx confirmed. So. Oh, so it's already been a couple of years in development mm-hmm. now. Okay, so yeah, maybe it'll start filming soon? Yeah. I don't know. Ash is looking it up right now. Yeah, probably you know, still pre-production, but about to... I don't to see anything, but... No, no tentative dates or anything. I Same think, thing I think that they said it was off to a slow crawl. Yeah. So. But, I mean, hopefully it won't stay in development hell for very long. <laughs> it, it restarted development in 2019 due to the financial success of Joker. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Shit, I mean, who's, who's the dude that directed Joker? Todd Phillips, right? Tom Phillips or something like that? Todd, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah, get him to do the fucking uh, next uh, Spawn movie. That'd be cool. what, what a great segue there, Bo. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's pretty sure that's going to be our next uh, episode, right? It's going to be our next numbered episode, and, yeah. and right between that, we're going to do a collateral ga- cinema and collateral gaming crossover. Uh, we're going to go check to our local cinema and watch Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. See what the hype's about. Yeah, apparently it's a good movie. The video game curse has been lifted. They faced a lot of uh, fan. Flack for the look of Sonic went back and reworked it before they released it, kind of like Cats. Yeah, there you oh, go. <laughs> we've got to do Cats, guys. We've got to do that. By the end of this season, I want us to do an episode on that's bonus an episode. Acid. That's an acid. I was just about there. to say. I was like, that's a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've we got to fucking do that. Can we do oh, a can we do a Patreon where we all uh, trip on some sort of psychedelic and then watch Cats? That would be just do a Patreon. Yes. That'd be the best fucking. That'd be the best fucking commentary ever. We have to do that, dude. That's badass. I mean, just get me some shrooms and I'll be good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Some giggly. Something giggly. Exactly. But yeah, we're going to do Todd Phillips Joker on the next numbered episode. And we're going to start a new uh, spinoff of Collateral Cinema. It's not really a spinoff. It's going to be like a uh, side uh, episode, pretty much. Extras, it's, right? Yeah, in extras. It's a Collateral Cinema bonus round. It's mostly going to be me and Robert. We're kind of stripping it down a little bit. You know, we're going to talk more topical things about movies. You know, like instead of just analyzing a certain film, we're going to like maybe do like top five or top ten lists, you know, talk about specific periods of Hollywood history, review mo- review random movies from our DVD collections, like all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to keep it a little more uh, open-ended, Ma- maybe even a little less edited as Collateral Cinema's numbered episodes tend to be. Is that what you're calling it? Bonus round? Bonus round. See, I feel like that should be like a Collateral Gaming thing. You should you should do something like... No, no. Bonus round is good for both. All right. We'll go Deleted scenes. Round. Deleted there scenes? Go. Deleted collateral scenes. Cinema deleted Bloopers. scenes? 
<laughs> no, not bloopers. DVD extras. DVD extras, yes. Yeah, uh, was it special features? Collateral <laughs> cinema, extra features or something like that. I don't know. I like bonus round. It just kind of fits the a little bit. I mean, whatever. You, you call yours collateral gaming extras. I know. And now I'm thinking call, call, call I, it, I have call to take extra, bonus round. Call it, call it, yeah, take bonus round or call it extra guy. One up. <laughs> collateral cinema one up. Just one up. <laughs> collateral cinema one up. That'd be sick, dude. One up. There you go. I, I just call it the extra guy. And uh, also like listen movie. to my podcast too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's time to yeah, do plugs now. Take time some for time plugs. to plug your shit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is, uh, I drove all the way out here for this. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Uh, my listeners definitely know who you guys are because uh, I lead every episode now with a, a little uh, bow greeting. And um, basically what we're doing, though, with our podcast is just creating a network, not only of musicians, but of podcasters and creatives. And um, our, I guess we just, you know, it's a cross-promotion platform, really, is all it is. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We don't try to take anything too serious. We just mm-hmm. try to turn people on to really cool music that we've found and talk to those artists who have made it in a real candid way. Just as a way to um, sort of dive into all of this, we even get into cinema a lot of times. It, it's just it's kind of all over the board, and I, I try to release episodes just when I have creative people to talk about. I don't yes. have a a weekly, you know, or a bi-weekly thing. It's just when you see it in your feed, check it out, and it's something cool. Usually, every time. Oh, it, so. it always is. Thanks, I mean, man. yeah, it's a, it's a great show, honestly. And I mean, we also have a promo of, of yours running on nice. our series mm-hmm. of, as well. It's it's on the mid roll on our numbered episodes, but I think on the bonus rounds we're going to lead it off. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, okay. we'll lead it off with your promo and everything. Yeah, I uh, I had that little track I just was playing around with for a long time when I was thinking about making promos. It was just it, it fit perfect. It's it's, I, it's a perfect promo uh, jingle, honestly. Yeah, because I can't play ukulele or harmonica, so thirty seconds is all you need of that. Yeah, you know? definitely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, where can you find Trial by Error Variety Show? It's everywhere. It's literally it's it's everywhere except Spotify right now. It's I've got about ten episodes on there, and I figured this out. So whenever I was uploading my episodes, I was doing MV4s. I think MP4s. Oh, okay. They weren't MP4s because that's a video format. It's something else. It's like an M4A, M4Vs, M4Vs, right? So instead of MP3s, M4. I don't know. I haven't been uploading MP3s, and Spotify will not play my episodes that aren't MP3. So I have to go back into my entire catalog. <laughs> you got to re- reformat everything, format everything yeah. into that. But right now, there's ten episodes. So Spotify is like my it's like my sampler buffet. I and got then, you. And then everywhere else is you can find full episodes, including SoundCloud. I have the premium. So there's a playlist on there from bands that are on Spotify, and uh, yeah. That's where uh, you know we raised Bo actually. Yeah, you raised the TBE show. Yeah, yeah, you raised me in a vat, you know, just uh, with a bunch of different uh, mm-hmm. ingredients. Yep, that's I, how uh, I respond. Some Ch- vinegar. You respond? Whoa, I was bond. Yep, respond. Mm-hmm. I was respond. <laughs> Chaz, you need to throw me that Game promo. Over. I'll use it. I, I have it. I can give it to you. you can give it to me. All right. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll throw it in. Collateral you gaming. didn't give him my promo. Whoa! You know, I, I, yeah, that was a little bit of an You weren't listening to I my episodes it. that you even know? Yeah. Whoa. I made it. Well, here's Whoa. the deal. I just got it to him. You haven't released an episode since I've got it to him. I've released episodes. We just released mm-hmm. our, our episode on uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And my before bad. that, Death Stranding. My bad, dude. 
Well, you know what? Well, no, I'm can, embarrassed. We 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 can. <laughs> I, I can give it to you. You can probably just put it. You can probably just stick it in there and re-upload. I guess we're but, kidding with you. We yeah, don't just, expect you to just watch it. Stick but. it in there and re-upload it. Yeah, there you go. Stick so it up. That's the, what we got to do. Just stick re-upload it, it all night long. Yeah, we yeah, don't expect you, you to watch it, but uh, watch it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right on. Okay. I will. Wait, watch it, listen to it, all the above. Well, Rose. all right, how about Collateral Gaming? Like, what's up with that? All right, so, yeah, like we said, uh, we're doing You guys a, just released an episode, huh? <laughs> just released <laughs> an episode. <laughs> we sure did. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. That was last week. That was crazy. It was um, a fun game. Collateral Gaming follows for our numbered episodes a monthly schedule, but we usually release content of some kind bi-weekly. So um, we're, we're kind of looking into stretching that format out a little bit, so that way we, we always have something weekly or bi-weekly, so we'll toy around with it. But um, upcoming next, of course, I mentioned we have our a uh, collaboration with Collateral Cinema. We're going to come together to do a video game movie. Um, and then we are doing God of War, the new one. Yeah, that, that, that looks like an epic fucking game. It oh, is. Boy. I mean, seriously. It, it's seriously. fucking great. I have actually played through all of it already, and it, it is amazing. It's a piece, it's a piece of art. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we've got some more episodes coming up as well. And um, we're also uploading our Patreon content. I, I started the upload, but then I had technical difficulties. And um, now I'm trying to figure out how to get this shit out because it, it's not cooperating for me. So. Oh, okay. I see. You're trash. That's. I just found you on Spotify. So well, now, now I'm following you there and I've downloaded the episode. So I'll listen on my know. way home. Sweet. <laughs> Just don't listen to the early ones. I've listened to y'all's podcast before. I, I just, uh, I've last podcast, one of my favorite podcasts switched over exclusively to Spotify for podcasting mm. and they took all their stuff off iTunes. And I think that's kind of the move. A lot of people are making Yeah, because Apple is dumping their music anyway. So oh, okay. they're thinking okay. podcasts are next. So a lot of people are making a switch to their own different. As long as you've got a Libsyn feed, you can act it. You can be anywhere, you know. But hey, we 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 have a Spotify, and that's where mm-hmm. most all of our downloads come. As long from as you anyways. have an RSS feed, you're you're there. Yeah. But people are sort of moving towards Spotify. Yeah, I, I've noticed so. the trend there. I like Apple Podcasts because I'm a huge Apple guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that they're doing anything with with podcasts. But obviously, I guess you know, be ready for anything. Yeah, yeah. they just been true. talking about the music for so long, and then they're finally gonna make it happen. So I'm like, I, I could see podcasts picking up speed and, and staying on, you know, because uh, Apple's a place to buy music, not really stream it. So oh yeah, whereas podcasts are generally free anyway. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, for sure. But I but I've been trying to uh, get adapted to the Spotify platform and i really it's not as as good as yeah it's not as accessible you have to kind of go through a few screens to get to your podcast it doesn't put your podcast first and that's not that's not cool with me man (laughs) yeah i feel you there there. spotify is both music and podcast Mm -hmm. so you've kind of got them i kind of like the dedicated podcast app personally Mm -hmm. yeah me too me too well anyway collateral cinema is like we said we're doing the joker movie coming up very soon and we also have our Patreon. We haven't uploaded a whole lot more new content up there recently, but we still have plenty of feature film commentaries on movies like The Room and Fire in the Sky and Freddy Got Fingered. And I think we did one for Bullet as well. We did, yeah. We're going to start looking at some of the episodes that we did this season. We'll uh, do some commentaries very soon. Uh, our tiers start at $1. You can start at $1. We also have a $5 tier. 
And also leave us a five-star review on Podchaser and on Apple Podcasts. That helps us kind of uh, move up the ranks. Like for everybody here, uh, Collateral Gaming and Trial by Error as well. Like g- give us all five-star reviews and, and leave a comment and a review in that way as well. Oh, and let me just yeah. say one more thing I forgot to mention. I'm like with my guest, uh, a lot of times I book bands and a lot of times they move schedules and, and whatnot. And so, uh, you know, my schedule gets all jacked up as far as like trying to get around them. Uh, but I have, uh, I keep constant contact with bands and um, a few of the artists that I've got coming up are like unbelievable. Some of the best that I've ever had. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. I've, I've got confirmation from my favorite rapper, producer. Uh, he's got his own label, um, his own clothing line. He's got his own weed farm now. Nice. Uh, the, the, I, I, th- I think I know who you're talking about. He, he owns Preposterously Dank. He's written yeah. a children's book. Uh, it's Spokes. Yeah. And uh, I'm only, I won't even say this on my podcast. So this is just for your listeners here. Oh, nice. Um, also, cool. I- international comedian Tom Rhodes, uh, who's inspired Mitch Hedberg. I mean, he's an OG. This guy's been doing comedy wow. with the best of them, still features at the comedy store. Wow. Um, and, and we're going to be doing a face to face in Austin coming up here. And uh, also, another really big one that I'm super excited about is Jack Luna who writes for Dark Topic. He writes for Crime Machine. Uh, He's got another podcast coming out now who is co-hosting. It's uh, called 911 Calls with the Operator. And so he's a a true crime master. Uh, He goes places mentally where none of us dare to go to bring it out in an entertaining way. Uh, so I'm going to kind of pick his brain. I've got some really good questions to sort of see how, how uh, something like that comes about. You Dude, know. that is tight, honestly. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, that, like, 100%. Yeah. But you, you heard it here, folks. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just here for... Here only. My, here only. not on my podcast. Like, you will not hear me. Just on Collateral stuff. Cinema. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, thank you. Thank you, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it. oh, for sure, man. I mean, we were glad to have you here as always. I mean, you're welcome back anytime. Yes, sir. Like, anytime you want. I mean, just pick an episode. Like, maybe we'll even have you on one of the bonus rounds. I'll do that. That, that'll be cool. <laughs> I'm well, back. Well, anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap some, wrap this up, I guess. Uh, wrap it up. You wrap it up. Make sure you know you cut, you, you cut your bees inside the condom. <sighs> <laughs> I'm I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm uh, Ash Cummins Bees Chancellor. I'm Chazzle Dazzle. <laughs> and this was Collateral Cinema. Thank you for listening, guys. We are out. Woo!
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.